So what does Sherlock Holmes, Stephanie Meyer, and comics writer Jim Zub have in common? Well, we're talking about them and a whole lot more on this episode of The Book Guy Show. Guys show is brought to you by Audible. Go to bookguys.ca slash audible and get a free book just for signing up for a free trial. We're back again for another week of books, audiobooks, audio dramas, and podcasts. I'm Paul Alves, and this is Professor Allen. Professor Allen! Yeah! Sorry, I had to play the jingle, buddy. How you doing? Yeah, that's my favorite part. I'm doing great, Paul. In the morning to you. How are you? In the morning to you, my friend. All the ships at sea and boots on the ground. <laughs> uh, we're not going to start with the book news anymore. The book news will be at the end of the show, and you can find it all at bookguys.ca. But at the end of each show, we will discuss all the book news that has been put up at bookguys.ca now. Every day, we're going to put two or three stories in there for you. Uh, I did have one internet question for you. CA. That stands for completely awesome? Yes. That's what I thought. I wasn't sure. I thought someone said it might be Canada, but I, said, I didn't think that was It's right. actually bookguys.comics as well. Now, I like it. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, let's talk about what we are reading. Uh, here. What's on your... What's on your Kindle, your nightstand, your Audible? What's on your... What's, what's happening? What are you reading? Uh, Professor Allen, I, 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 you know what? I started on Friday with X Heroes by Peter Kleins, who wrote uh, the Apartment 14, which I loved. Right. Saturday, I started X Patriots. And on Sunday, I was out of Audible credits. I had to buy it for $17.99. I started X Communication. So I went through the whole trilogy in a weekend. Lots of fun. That's... Zombies, superheroes. You can't go wrong. <laughs> That's how they trick you, our good friends at Audible. They're tricksy. They give you one free, yep. maybe two free a month, but you can listen to three or four in yeah. a month, or three in a weekend, as some people do. Yes. And that's how they get you. I had a lot of monotonous <laughs> things to do, so I did end up going through the whole trilogy. It was a lot of fun. What translate well to the screen? It's kind of like, remember the old show Heroes on NBC that they canceled for yeah. no apparent reason, like NBC does? We take heroes, throw in a little, spice it up with a little Avengers, and then throw in Walking Dead. That's what you got. <laughs> I actually thought the original concept of heroes was really strong. The original idea was that each season would have its own cast of heroes, yeah. and only a couple would carry forward. I'm sure there's some contractual issues with... With it, uh, actors you know, I, and I all of think, that. And it, it, but theoretically, right, yeah. that just seems like such a great concept for TV. Yeah, I think, I think Heroes has a, had a problem of NBC executives meddling. I think that's what happened because uh, Tim Kring did a great job with that series. 
What can you do? But I really enjoyed that. I am going to post the full review on the site of the trilogy at bookguys.ca. And that's what I've been reading. And still trying to get through an actual... This is what's called a book. You can't listen to it. You can actually like look at it and read it. And I am getting to The Fog of Dogside City, The Obliteration Machine by Pat Flowelli. And that's going to be what I'll, I'll be talking about. Not next week, because next week's Ender's Game Alive special. But the week after, I'll talk about that. Lots of fun. I believe you mean friend of the show, Pat Flewelling. Well, yes, friend of the show, friend of ours, friend of my, friend of ours. Hey, forget about and, it. And for me, one of my goals this year has been to work my way through the Arthur Conan Doyle Sherlock Holmes canon, and uh, nice. this will put me just past halfway. Hound of the Baskervilles, put me just past halfway, and I know it's midway through August, so I'm a little behind. But I think I can catch up by the, by the end of the year. So that's what's next for me, obviously. I've, I've read it before. I also have, um, I also have, I don't have it to show to the camera, but trust me, I do have a graphic novel adaptation that I'll be reading and reviewing for Book Guy site and for the Allen's Eyes and Ears blog as well, both, both versions. Very cool. I did some graphic novels this weekend, too. Are we going to kick it into comic books already? Let's do it. As soon as I can find the jingle, it's here somewhere. Comic books, comic books. I need comic a book. I need a pulse trying to find the jingle jingle. Yeah, hang on, here we go. Hmm. Oh, wait, there it is. Comic books, comic books, comic books. Professor Allen, you've got me going on the comics again. So I just picked up uh, epi uh, episode issue one and two of Superman Batman. Really enjoying that. Enjoying the art. Uh, a really cool concept. You got a Batman and a Superman from an alternate universe that sort of keep popping in and out between each other. So you get a you get a Kal-El, a Clark that whose parents died in an early age, earlier age than the actual Superman. So he's kind of a bit of a prick. You know, he's not quite the truth, justice, American way that the our uh, our world's Kal-El is. And you also got a Batman who's kind of also a prick. <laughs> More of a prick than actual Batman. And he, he lives in a world where Gotham is kind of more of a mess than it is in our world. It's more drug-fueled and just nastiness everywhere. And Batman does kill people. And he's a little bit darker than our Batman. And they keep getting transposed into each other's universe. And you kind of see them interacting. Uh, interesting concept. Love it. Uh, New 52. Two issues in. That, can't wait. That was a... Uh, that, that book's been a real big seller. It's obviously only two issues out. But the first, first issue was, I think, the number two selling oh. book of the month. And the number two was about the, I think, still a top five. A yeah. top five seller. So it's... it's you, know, you, you, you put those two characters together... You should have a good book. You should have a good movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I don't think there's a concept they're going to use in the movie. It'll be too confusing. No, no. Too confusing for the you know, movie audience. But uh, you will see some interesting interaction. Yeah. But Superman plus Batman equals money. I think. That's, that's, <laughs> uh, I, that, that seems like good math to me. Is there anything in your long box this week? Let me tell you what I've got. I do have a couple comic book items I want to go over, and I am going to put on my 
business and finance professor hat for this little brief lecture and talk about the crazy notion that comic books are a good investment. Spoilers, they're right. not. Okay. They're not. So just this last week, my local comic shop had its semi-regular 25-cent sale. And I visited it to procure inventory for my solo quarter bin show where I review my favorite types of comic books, cheap comic books. Yeah. So I want to talk about a couple of the items that I picked up there. First was a, a three-issue miniseries from 1990 featuring one of my favorite sort of underrated characters, Adam Strange. Right, okay. He's not, he, yeah, he's not so much a superhero but more of a pulp sort of throwback to the early days of sci-fi. He's basically a guy with a ray gun and a jetpack. Right, right. And, and these, are, these are beautiful graphic novels, twice the, twice the length of a regular comic, 48 pages, no ads, high gloss, high quality paper. Came out in 1990, cover price of $3.95, and I got them just over 20 years later for a quarter each. Nice. That's a loss <laughs> of just over 93% of its value, by the way. And also in the cheap ends, a four-issue miniseries from a couple years later called Shadow, Way of the Dragon. It's sort of a Green Arrow, a spinoff. And again, same high-quality paper. I mean, it's, these, these are gorgeous. These are really living up to the graphic novel sort of uh, moniker. And obviously, 23 years later, they're still in beautiful shape, I mean, as opposed to a, Absolutely. a tr traditional comic book that would be falling apart, potentially, after, after two decades. Same high-quality paper. This, these were published a couple years later, so they're $4.95 each. Uh, did I mention I got them for $0.25? Cents? <laughs> and I'm surprised. That, a lot of these uh, are selling on like Comixology for $0.99. Cents. And this, yeah. this is where Comixology's uh, kryptonite comes in, is where they have to sell everything for 99 cents? Right. Why yeah, can't... No, no variation. Yeah, no, yeah, if your local store is selling me the physical book, you know, for 25 cents, how in God's, you know, God's name can you sell it to me online as a digital format for 99 cents? Yeah. So these, just they sort of my, my, my capper, these seven really gorgeous individual comics with a list price of just over $31. I managed to grab a couple days ago for just under two bucks. Cha so comics, yeah, a fine hobby, a fine way to pass the time, and a really bad investment plan. But no DRM. And no DRM. I can actually, don't tell, I can give these away if I wanted to. Wow. And someone can read them in any format. By any format, I mean glasses, contact lenses. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. And, 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 and of course, if, if Sir Jimmy were here, he'd say, I still pay 26 cents too much for each one. But that's luck. And all folks have to do is search for Professor Allen on iTunes, and you will find the Relatively Geekly Network. Relatively Geeky Network. Got it. I think. Nailed it. And, uh, Nailed it! How many shows are you guys doing in different formats? Uh, we've got uh, uh, three separate shows. My show, the uh, Quarter Bin Podcast, 25 Cent Comics, including some really nice, beautiful ones. Uh, my daughter's show, she's got a new episode coming up in the next couple days. 
called Uncovering the Bronze Age Comics from Before She Was Born in the 1970s. And then we've gotten together and we talk about various comic topics, sort of like just, just like we do, general comic book uh, uh, topics. And those are all in the same feed. We, we make it easy for subscribers. Nice. <laughs> Subscri- subscribers get more at Big Finish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Professor Allen, we also got a little bit of news. We, me and you, Jimmy's gone. Jimmy's not here. The Padre, I think, is still in Brazil, hanging out with the Pope, the Papa. So uh, let's do a little of this. Books on film and television. Doctor Who, we can talk about it all day, all night. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I, I, actually, yeah, one, one thing I wanted to uh, sort of... Toss in to get us started, uh, one of my favorite Doctor Who podcasts, and there are about a billion Doctor Who podcasts. Um, I know, was it uh, iTunes just announced, maybe it was just the U.S. store, that they had something like their, I don't remember, billionth download or yeah. something crazy like that? Yeah. I think a good at least 60% were Doctor Who related, and the at rest least. were Leo Laporte probably, but, um, <laughs> and, and, one, and 1% was the book guys. Uh, but uh, one of my favorite shows, The Doctor's Companion, they had an interesting take on the new doctor, the latest doctor, Peter Capaldi, who was announced. And I can't remember which host this was, Matt or Scott, but they both, I think, uh, agreed, uh, agreed on this analysis. And that's that they thought that Peter Capaldi would, A, do a really good job in the role, and two, be massively unpopular. <laughs> just that the change would be so great, especially right. for those people who've come onto the show the last couple years for the eye candy, for the heartthrob, for right. the love story, fanboys and fangirls, um, and they might lose a lot of that. It'll be interesting to see if the BBC takes note of that, if they see, you know, the, for the longest time, the BBC ignored Doctor Who until it started throwing off huge piles of cash. Yes. And you wonder how, if they're going to start to play that, that game. And, well, you, you know, know I, I think Capaldi's going to do very well. First of all, he's a Whovian. He's a great actor. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. I'm going to go the complete opposite of this. Doc, this is, I can't wait to start a Doctor Who podcast. I'm going to go completely 180 from what they said. I'm going to say it right now. He's going to be the best doctor ever. He's going to have a 10-year run. He's going to have the longest run of any doctor, and he's going to be brilliant at it. Brilliant. Now, wait. Now, wait. To clarify, they're not disagreeing with that. They're saying he'll be good. They're saying, they're not, they're saying he won't be popular. That is, they won't fill up. They won't have premieres well, in Times Square. Yeah, they I... won't have premieres in Times Square. They won't fill up Comic-Con Hall H anymore. I, I agree. I think it's, I, I, his work in, uh, in the Torchwood, the Children of Earth uh, yep. miniseries where he played, the, so I guess, the prime minister's sort of aide and just some real dramatic moments. I mean, he also played the, the father of the family in um, Pompeii that, the, right. that Donna convinced the doctor to save. Exactly. Uh, I, I mean, I, which is fan canon is that uh, <laughs> the doctor picks this body subconsciously because he's proud that he did save that man and he really respected that man much like Romana 
took the form right. of the princess, basically just recycling yeah. actors and giving a reason exact, for it. But exactly. he's seen him, and so subconsciously, he morphs into this body. But I think uh, Capaldi is going to win over everyone. Everyone hated Matt Smith, especially the young kids. Young girls crying into their pillows because, because David Tennant David was gone. Tennant. Yeah, You're right. And now, You're they, right. now they're crying into their pillows because Matt Smith's gone. Get over it. Capaldi's going to be awesome. <laughs> no, I agree with that. On, on, on that, we agree. And I wish I could be as optimistic as you are about the fickleness of fandom. But I like your Canadian <laughs> optimism, Paul. I think that's, that's what we're seeing here. Absolutely. Uh, what I'm going to do now, and I'm looking for it. Do, 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 do. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back and talk about Daleks. How about that? I am Dalek Farrick from DoctorWhoSociety.com. You are listening to The Book Guy Show. Continue, or you will be exterminated. <laughs> And we are talking Daleks, because on August 24th at Fan Expo, Book Guys cameras will be there. I'll be there in, uh, in one of the rooms at uh, Fan Expo Toronto. There's going to be a Guinness Book of World Records attempt by the Doctor Who Society of Canada, of which I am a card-carrying, oh crap. Until August 1st, I was a card-carrying <laughs> member. I'm just looking at the back of it. I'll pay my dues when I get there. So, uh, what they're they, gonna do they is are gonna, they, they're still gonna let you in. I just, yeah, I, I still got a press pass. But uh, what they're gonna do is they're gonna try to break the record, which I believe is ninety-five Daleks in one place at one time. So uh, to make it official for Guinness, they have to all be in one room. So they've they've arranged that for over fifteen minutes, and there'll be an official from the Guinness Book of World Records there. Uh, the Space Channel is gonna be there, a bunch of other media, as long as the as well as the book guys. And um, over 95 Daleks. It's going to be awesome. And thank you so much. Colin Baker, the Sixth Doctor, is donating his time. He's going to do a panel just for the Daleks and the press in that one room for those 15, 20 minutes. He's going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully we can get a promo out of Colin while he's there. I'm just saying. Just saying. And one we, thing we, I would suggest, Paul, I know you're going to honor Colin Baker, the Sixth Doctor, by wearing your fourth doctor shirt or your fourth doctor <laughs> hockey sweater. Which one are you going to go oh, with no. to really impress the sixth six doctor? Come on, Paul. Sixth doctor, sixth doctor. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, you know what? I've got it on. It'll be on order. I'm going I'm to go to ForbiddenPlanet.com and get the, the sixth doctor version of this. It's really colorful. Really colorful. You know, uh, quick, quick fact here, Doctor Who fact. Colin Baker, when they were choosing wardrobe, he wanted to come out with like wearing a black leather jacket, black jeans, you know, kind of a U-boat captain jacket and all this. And they said, no, here, here's this crappy coat. And I can imagine his face when in 2005, Christopher Eccleston walks onto the show wearing the outfit that he wanted to wear. <laughs> and to be fair, I've seen Colin. Nice guy. Seen him on TV. I don't think he could fit into it now. Anyway, I'm not here to judge. Oh, uh, listen, neither can I. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> hey, hopefully at a Fan Expo, we'll see Jim Zub as well, Nebel for Zub. He's got some stuff going on, you know? Yeah, yeah no, that's not even a word, guest, you know? friend, <laughs> fr friend of the show. Uh, uh, 
couple things going on. Was uh, first of all, uh, I'm a friend of with him on Facebook, and he did something, talked about an appearance or something, and I replied to him with Neil before Zub. So just so you know, I'm keeping <laughs> but that did you, book did guy's you like magic him? Did you going. like it? Did you like it on Facebook? I, I, I do not like my own posts. I'm a loser, <laughs> but I'm not that much of a loser. <laughs> yeah, looking but, forward to uh, I will hunt yeah, down so, Jim while we're there. He, Jim. Was, uh, he was nominated for a, a Harvey Award, which is one of the big uh, uh, awards in comics. It's a, uh, uh, the award that the comics creators themselves vote on. And as we talked about Skull Kickers, as fun and adventurous as it is, it's just a funny comic book. It's, it's hilarious. And it was, I love it, it. Yeah, it was nominated for a special humor, uh, humor award, uh, richly deserved. I'm, and he's done I'm, some work on Batman. And I'm really still, exciting. I'm looking good, forward to seeing Skull Kickers on uh, on HBO as a comedy. Exactly. They could just recycle all the Game of Thrones sets. Just, just a little lighter. <laughs> just be a little funnier. Uh, let's go through a little bit of book news. Book news. Then we're out of here. Folks, bookguys.ca is where you go to find all the book news. That's where I'm going right now. Well, Stephanie Meyer says the Twilight series is over. Yeah! Fact, she sa- <laughs> Woo! Sorry. She says she is so over Twilight. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> hey, hey. I read all four books. <laughs> So did I. It hurts, admit, it hurts admitting that. One of one of my prop one of my uh, one of my prouder moments as a father was when my daughter started reading the third book, and by about the tenth page, threw the book across the across the room and never her. went back to it. So I I think I did some good there. You know, uh, Stephanie has a, a a good chance to do what uh, uh, Rowling did, which is. Uh... Get a pseudonym and write some books, because you know what? You're always going to be chained to that. Take a shot. Twilight. Yeah. Take a shot. Yep. Go for it. Uh, Penguin also signed a 13-year-old author. I know we, we've talked to Spencer Brokaw. Uh, Penguin. Right. Spencer's waiting for you. What are you doing? But they did sign a 13-year-old boy. I don't have his name here, but uh, set for February 2014. I'll bring up the story. Jake, Jake Marcionette. That's the one. A two-book two deal. I don't know about you. I believe that's two more books than both of us combined. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we're going to do uh, from now on, I think, uh, Professor Allen, is just look at the, the news on the site at the end of the show. We'll all agree on what we want to talk about and discuss with our guests and whatnot. Everything's running out of batteries. My iPad's dying. My camera's dying. That's it. Here we go. Professor Allen. <laughs> I'm melting. I hope you're enjoying the summer, buddy. Keep doing what you do over at Relatively Geeky Network. We'll be back next week. What? Thank you, Chief. Same book time. Same book time. Same book channel. Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Book Guy Show will return next week. Same book time. Same book channel.